It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing and fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I do this every single week. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know I talk about leveling up your connections quite a bit. I'm sure you've heard the saying that you are the average of the five people you hang around with the most, and it's certainly true. That's why I love doing my radio show. It's why I love publishing Success Profiles magazine. I get to surround myself with terrific people who have a mission similar to mine. If you want to achieve anything worthwhile, you need to be around people who are doing the same things you want to do. Napoleon Hill addresses this in his book, Think and Grow Rich. If you have not read that, please do. It's fantastic. If you're not surrounding yourself with people who support your dreams, do something today to make that happen. Life is short, and I want to see you win. With all this in mind, I want to introduce today's guest. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. Leave a review also. I would love and appreciate that. My guest this week is Cynthia Mazzaferro. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Cynthia is an international award-winning and inspirational best-selling author. She's a highly sought-after transformational speaker in the field of self-development, personal growth, and responsibility. She's also a renowned vibrational, intuitive energy practitioner, Reiki master, and coaches hundreds of high-profile clients. Cynthia spent over 25 years teaching, evaluating, and playing an integral role in rehabilitation and redesign to reduce stress and debilitating systems while empowering others. She's come to understand that not all physical symptoms have physical origins and finds connections between self limiting beliefs and behaviors, and emotional trapped energies. She's also the author of the fantastic book, Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Reclaim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy Life. We will talk about all of this and so much more on today's show. And with this in mind, here is my very special guest, Cynthia Mazzaferro. Cynthia, how are you today? I am very well. How are you, Brian? I'm fantastic. Thank you for being here. Great. It's really an honor. I'm really looking forward to having a, a Really vibrant and exciting conversation and can't wait to connect with your audience. Absolutely. So the first thing I normally ask people is tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get started? Maybe some things you overcame, the lessons you've learned along the way, and what brought you to where you are right now? We'll take this whole first segment to talk about this. Well, that's quite a question and really involves quite a large thing. So let's see if I can minimize it to a very short snippet. Sure. Um, I'm a physical therapist uh, by profession, so I've always been about teaching people how to rehabilitate, reduce stress, and to restore their physical capabilities. And in that process, I actually started to realize early on that people um, would be experiencing physical symptoms that also were uh, portrayed in their emotional um, statement, how they felt about what was going on in their life, about themselves. So, for example, if someone's having a hard time moving forward in life, they've just lost their partner, they're on their own, and they don't know which direction to turn, they may um, experience some lower extremity 
problems, their hips, their knees, their ankles, and never had a problem with that before. So often our body is really a reflection of our inner um, status of how we feel within. And it's really amazing when you start to realize that connection and how you can impact it. Yeah, that's really fantastic. There definitely is a mind-body connection. That's something that science is diving into a lot more and more. A lot of times we like to compartmentalize things, but in terms of how our bodies operate, how our minds and bodies operate together, that's not true. They're all interconnected intimately. Absolutely. I mean, what's the first thing a doctor tells you when they first diagnose you with cancer is to have a positive attitude. You know, that's so important. And, you know, it's so easy for people to blame our environment, blame the people that are making us sad, um, want the doctors to prescribe and to um, come up with a solution. And really, a lot of our solutions are held within we create our own misery, our own disease, dis-ease within our body. And when you start to realize that you have the power within yourself to create the happiness, the joy, the dynamics, the health that you all and we all deserve, um, you really open up a door that will totally bless you and give you great abundance in health, wealth, happiness, and so much more. Fantastic. So how did you get interested in this journey to start with, Cynthia? Well, I actually also had um, a wonderful situation that didn't feel too wonderful at the time, but it actually, again, you know, divine timing brings us down a path, often filled with a little trouble or something that we see that helps you to see what you need to understand and learn and grow spiritually. Um, because, you know, we're not our physical bodies. We are our spirit. We have a soul inside of this physical vessel. And we're here all to learn something. So for me... Um, what I've learned is that we tend to repeat things over our life. And for me, my parents got divorced when I was seven. And so for myself, as a second oldest, I was seven years old, I looked at that divorce as abandonment. My father was never there. I had four sisters. There was no male testosterone in the house. It was only females. And so what I really felt like was I was being thrown away. You know, it was like garbage. Um, and all my life, I really wanted, especially male confirmation. I longed for that male um, verbal praise. And no matter what I did, um, it seemed like that that love tank, that reinforcement was never full. And 30 years later, um, one day my husband came down and said, I love you, but I can't live with you anymore. And I was like, that's like my father saying the same words. I love you, but I'm not living with you anymore. And I was like in awe, shock, tears, trembled. I couldn't believe it. What was I doing wrong? What was so bad about me that he would love me, but he'd rather live alone? And, um, you know, you can learn a lot more of that about my, that in my book as well as so many other stories, strategies, techniques of how to change the negative repetition that we create in our life. And I'm happy to say my husband and I are still married 37 years. Um, so, but it wasn't what I was doing wrong. It was that I was still searching for a, something I never received when I was a child. And it was my perception. My youngest sister who was nine months old, was affected differently than I was as a divorce. She never had any parent uh, father. My older sister blamed my mother. So she felt in her life, I can be the best wife. And here she's on her third divorce because she's still always trying to be the perfect wife and never really happy who she is. So all of us are impacted as a young child, usually before the age of eight, 
doesn't mean you have to have bad parents. You don't have to have one parent. It's your perception of where you are in the family line, your siblings, um, what you feel you need to do to be loved and accepted and heard and respected. These are all things that we take in. But I believe truly that they're aligned with what our spirit, why we've come to earth, what we need to learn and grow from. And when you start to embrace that mindset and understanding, you can then say, no longer do I have to, in my case, I no longer need to search for that male confirmation. I have learned to love myself. I've learned to see that I'm amazing and that my father and mother divorce has nothing to do with me, but it allowed me to learn what I need to learn in this spiritual world. And what happened is I got to write this amazing book. I got connected to amazing people all over the world that I never knew, that never could have dreamed of. And when you're on that right path, the world opens up in ways that you could never even imagined in your mind, um, creating success, brilliance, um, happiness, joy, and really impacting the world. One of the things that a lot of people have a problem with is the idea of feeling like they're not enough. How do you coach people through that? Oh, that's so important because what you're trying to do is you're always trying to please others. You don't know what it feels to be pleased within yourself. So we're, and this is often the biggest thing. You are so right, Brian. You know, we're not heard. We don't think we're enough. Um, enough of what, first of all? We're not funny enough. We're not skinny enough. We don't have enough leadership skills. We don't have enough whatever. Um, we don't feel we should be loved because we don't love ourselves. And if we are loved, we don't trust that love. So it's so many things all around that enough part. But if we own why we're feeling this way, what is that perception? How did it come from? It was born from something, typically before the age of eight. Um, and you're going to continue to use that same imprint. It's almost like the fossil imprint. Um, that energy around that perception, your perception, continues to permeate through your life unless you choose to say, that's a falsehood. That's a, a memory. That's a mindset that your brain keeps bringing up to the minute to um, make you be fearful. And, you know, fear is so important. Maybe we can talk about that shortly um, because you're afraid to be who you are because you're not sure that people will like you, that the culture will like you, the environment will like you. And so you really are not sure who you are. We're always there to fill other people's um shadow of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And we're less than two minutes to our break. And, you know, it's so interesting that, that you talk about this. And I know that a lot of people also compare themselves to others and that can be really debilitating too. Exactly. Because, you know, the person you're comparing yourself is often, you know, has a facade. You think they're all put together, they're dressed well. You think people laugh at their jokes, but they might feel so insecure. For example, they purposely are the jester. They're the ones that does the joke because they are afraid no one will take me serious. No one will respect me unless I am the jokester, if you will. So, you know, what we, you know, think of yourself as a scale, you know, those old fashioned scales, the plates on each side. What are you comparing yourself? Learning to appreciate and see that you're a person, a spirit. Another person is a spirit. You are equal. There is no disparity. It's only in self-created. It's only created by your own perception. And that when you start to see everyone as equal, loving, amazing uh, spirits and gifts they all have, and that you don't have to be equal. You have to be yourself. And when you start to really learn that, component about seeing how amazing you are 
doesn't mean you're perfect. You can even love your imperfections. Yeah. That others will see that same thing. People cannot love you if you don't see yourself. All they see is you don't trust yourself. Then why should I trust you? Absolutely. You don't yeah. Absolutely. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Cynthia Mezzaferro, and she is the author of the book, Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy right. We'll, uh, Life. We will be right back after the break. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cynthia Mezzaferro. Her book is called... Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy Life. And once again, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. Leave a review if you'd like. You can also pick up my book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, on Amazon. It's in Barnes & Noble, and I noticed that it's online at Target. It's online at Walmart. If you want to order online there, you can find it anywhere. So, Cynthia, let's talk about the book. How... Talk about powerful beyond measure. How does what does powerful beyond measure mean to you? Powerful beyond measure is really a something that came to me again by synchronicity. I had always known since a very young girl that I should write a book. Of course, self doubt comes in there. Oh, who's going to read my book and what's the book going to be about? But I had actually been doing presentations on the power within. And I really believe we have amazing, miraculous power within ourselves to be 
unbelievable, beyond what we can envision on ourselves, and that includes success. And you know, I love successful profiles, the name of your show here, because what is success? And I think so often we equate success with monetary value only. And success is feeling blissful, it's feeling happy, it's being abundant in everything, abundance in joy, abundance in, in relationships, in wealth, and um, everything. And so, so often we only equate success with um, prestige, a certain level of satisfaction that we've accomplished, a, a certain car in the driveway, certain money, and that's not really what success is about. And so when I was teaching these classes about the power within, really trying to empower people to see that they can be successful and what that means and to be this miraculous paper person, I actually saw a, a um, email that came across my computer screen and this woman Marcy Shymoff was looking for eight women to mentor in the world and um, for the year and I googled her I didn't know the name and she actually had written many copies of um, Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul and she's a very famous person all about happiness she had two of her own number one New York Times bestsellers and I actually applied I thought first of all the first time I saw that screen I thought Oh my gosh, God, you want me to apply? This is for me to help me write my book. Mm -hmm. And then within a second, a nanosecond, the next thing that came across my mind was, oh, don't be ridiculous. Why would she ever pick you out of 20,000 people in the world? You know, I mean, one little old Cindy Mazzaferro. Mm -hmm. And then I said in the next nanosecond, just like I would if I was teaching my class, of course, this is for you. And I totally changed my thought, my success viewpoint of this presentation, this opportunity, and I knew in, a, in an instant, internally, internally, intuitively, that this was going to be mine before I even applied. So I filled out this very long application, and 1 11, 1 p.m. and 11 minutes after, the next day I got a phone call from her secretary saying they were so blown out of the water with my application, I was being um, rapidly right to the end to actually be interviewed by Marcy. Long and short, I was accepted and approved to be one of these eight women. So I thought this was great. I was so excited. But guess what happened, Brian? Hmm. After we had our first phone call, a couple days later, I got a phone call from Marcy. What did you think of our collective phone call, the eight women, the life coach, and then Marcy? I said, oh, it was pleasant. We just talked a couple minutes each, you know, kind of sharing our little background and what we were hoping to achieve. And she says, well, I hate to tell you, but I really don't think you're a right fit for this group. So the tears start filling up in my eyes. I'm thinking, here again, what's the first thought that came to my mind? Someone, Yes, someone who loves me, loved what my application was all about, right? But she's walking away, throwing me away like rubbish. Here's that repetition pattern we talked about, right, Brian? Yes. So what do you know? I'm like filling up and she's telling me and I said, well, what did I do wrong, Marcy? I literally said two sentences and talked about my vision, what I was hoping to accomplish in the year, where I was. And she goes, no, no, Cindy, you're misunderstanding me. She goes, I think I want to take you out of this program, and I'm going to mentor you one-on-one, -on -one, which I've never done with anyone even to this day. Wow. And so that's what happened. She gave me money back, <laughs> and she said, I'm going to also have you go to this other um, thing that I do for helping people write their books to be bestsellers. And, um, and look at how... Because I was following the right path, 
following what intuitively I knew was to write this book that was going to positively impact millions of people around the world. So please to go out and get Powerful Beyond Measure. It's a book that will unfold perfectly in your life. You'll mm-hmm. use over and over again, and it's miraculous. It creates results and changes in your life and how you feel about yourself and how and what comes into your life where it follows your passion and purpose and spiritual journey, which you're supposed to be following. Wow. So I would imagine that being mentored by Marcy one-on-one made the writing process a lot easier because you were motivated? Well, you know, she never helped me with any of the writing process, nor did I want her to. Mm -hmm. But, and if you don't know, Marcy Shymoff's mentor was Jack Canfield. Yeah. And Jack Canfield, which everyone knows, is this big success guru who is, you know, taught millions of people how to be successful. And he was Marcy's mentor and wrote her forward. Well, she wrote my forward. But the point is, is what she did is you're right. She held some accountability. She um, I also used her life coach because there was times in the writing process that I thought, you know, I'm carrying this baby. It's almost like I was pregnant. You know, I'm nurturing this book. I'm writing and writing and editing and this and that and there's a point where you thought well who's going to read it how many self-help books out there how many inspirational books who am i you start to second guess yourself and our negative thoughts are really most harmful to our our integrity of what we want in life our happiness our success and it's self-created you know nobody was planting those negative thoughts in my mind but my own mind my own self and so when you start to learn the process of positive thinking like you were talking early on in the beginning of this whole show you talked about who are the five people you hang around with you know that's the type of people that you're going to um perpetuate their perspiration their um participation in life and so energetically emotionally you want to be with people who support you that provide positive feedback to um encourage you And so that's really important. So the tribe or the relationships that you foster and are integral with are a very um, important um, component to that success feature. Absolutely. I would love to ask you about how we sometimes get stuck in our own past. That can be really debilitating. And I mean, you had some of those experiences. I know I have. The way we choose to interpret those experiences can determine how we feel about them, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. And we talked a little about about this already, Brian, Um, because, you know, everyone that's listening right now, if you're honest with yourself, you could say, what am I most afraid of? What, how do I feel people think about me? What do I feel about myself? Just answer those couple questions to yourself as you listen to this. And if you're honest, you'll have an answer. And my book, the first third of the book helps you to clearly and articulately be able to define what is holding you back. It's like you're in this boat, you're in your physical vessel, your body, but you're anchored, you're stuck in the muck, you're stuck in the sand, you can't go anywhere no matter where your your sight is looking to the horizon to go to this new destination, this new goal, this new object or um, aspiration you're trying to navigate to. If you have all this heavy, emotional, toxic weight that comes from your past, that's holding you down. 
and you know by freeing yourself from that and understanding what it is then you can be um, really much invigorated to say I'm no longer allowing my insecurities of abandonment people walking out of my life um, to hold me back and there's a whole lot of ways to do that it depending on you know your strategies and what you need we each are individual so there's no one set mechanism that's what's important a lot of times people will read a book and they'll say oh I got a little bit of this and that but not everyone learns the same way right. and um, our emotions affect us differently right Brian I mean absolutely yeah absolutely so how do we go from victimhood to empowerment there's a process to this there is the first of all is is personally accepting and taking responsibility that you have placed yourself in victimhood and even if someone is being physically emotionally sexually abused you can only abuse be abused one time if you stay around and you allow your abuser to continue to do that you're choosing to allow that to continue and I know at first time the first time I heard that I thought that was pretty intense what do you mean that you know it's my fault now the point mm -hmm. is you have a right to say no longer will I allow someone to bully me or to persecute me or to make um, my situation unsafe or not healthy you are an individual just as powerful just as amazing as anyone else but you have to see that in yourself and there are so many resources out there for anyone that is in those situations and if you are unsafe and you live in that situation I implore you all to know that you are amazing you deserve better and that you to seek the right agencies to help you out of that situation absolutely we've talked about abandonment earlier in the show if this shows up over and over again what what can we do you know abandonment is I like to say for everything not just abandonment but it's mm -hmm. what we perspire and I, I use that almost like my husband I'll go back to my husband's situation he was a man very gentle quiet man not really a verbal man that would give me a lot of those verbal confirmations I was seeking for but mm -hmm. isn't that amazing how God really created him into my life because yeah. he didn't give me what I needed but I it's not, not what I really needed I needed to know I didn't need it yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean so the point is he would have walked the world he walked he did all tons of you know things for me to love me and show me all that support but he also allowed me to realize that no matter how much he gave me I was perspiring it wasn't enough so can you imagine how exhausting that might have felt to him yeah you know so we have to realize by taking um, ownership for you know our feelings I, and I don't want to just stay stuck on abandonment because it, I so many people feel unloved or unheard is another one um, yeah. you know their parents never heard their viewpoints you know no one wants my husband doesn't um, doesn't hear what I'm saying they don't respect what I'm saying only when another man talks this is a lot of your own perception of that and when you realize that you have valuable insight or conversation to provide then you can then not just only affect your personal life it affects all relations professional mm -hmm. um, opportunities to grow in management um, to take on more responsibility even to be the parent that you are for your child if you are meek and mild and timid and have no voice guess what your children see in you absolutely absolutely exactly what you see in yourself right absolutely yep. and what is so each of your children think about that for a second Brian each of your children are going to take away a different perception gender yep. related maybe maybe not so your son might say my wife needs to be quiet and timid so I can be the dominating man 
Okay, and we are at the break. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Come right back after the break. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cynthia Mezzafaro, and she is the author of the book Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy Life. And while I'm thinking about it, Cynthia, where can we find your book? Oh, thank you for asking. It's available at any um, brick-and-mortar store, Barnes & Noble, um, any store, or online. And, of course, it's Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, um, their Books a Million, everywhere you can find it. And, of course, it's electronic and paperback, hardcover. And probably within the next month and a half, two months, it will be also available by audio. Fantastic. So here's the next thing I want to ask. What does it mean to be your authentic self? Can you imagine just if you're able to close your eyes, not if you're driving, but just just kind of think about what if it felt like just to be totally sublime and happy and peaceful within yourself to find a place. um, And for some, it might be the beach. Another might be the forest hiking. Um, a special quiet spot where you are internally um, content. You're not looking to be or do something extra, um, to be something different than who you are. And to also see yourself as amazing, capable, um, limitless. We limit our potentials. And that's we, our brain, are doing that limitation. And we are really, I mean, if you believe in God or creator of some, you know, all these human beings and animals mm-hmm. and mountains, there is no limit. Um, you, we all know of people that are, create miraculous things within our body or they're able to turn over a car to save someone's life. We've heard of all these Herculean type uh, feats. We are miraculous. We are limitless. And when you're on a path that is true uh, truly aligned with your spiritual gifts 
and your purpose work, what you're here on this earth to learn and do, the road is limitless. It, it, it's almost like you're being pushed from behind, speeding 80 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour, doing, and everything comes into you to make your successes even beyond what you can envision. Absolutely. So there's a section in the book where you talk about accessing the power within. How can we tap into that? Well, it's really about self-discovery. And, and part of that is understanding and not to condemn or to blame yourself or others, but to accept where you are presently and say there's aspects of who I am or how I'm living, how I view myself and others that I choose to change because it's not um, who I know I am. It's because who you are is a beautiful place of serenity. If you're not feeling that within yourself, that's because you've created that unrest in your body, in your mind's eye, in your mind, and um, how it interacts with your life. So you can uncreate that. And it's really coming into a, there's lots of different ways. One could be meditative. You know, there we've all heard of meditation or just finding quiet time. And there's reasons we do this because when you quiet the mind, you're able to then allow your soul, not the physical body, the soul within you, who, which is really who you are, to have voice, to have um, a capability for it to be expressed through you. And often, sometimes, one people will talk about intuition. Your intuition is your soul's voice. It's how it communicates to you. So it could be that gut reaction. Oh, I left my car keys on the counter. Or, oh, someone's calling. I bet that's Mary Jo. And you kind of have that intuitive understanding who's there. So learning to, um, and it's really a trait, and it's really a skill set you have to learn to trust yourself more. Not your mind, but that intuition, because that truly is who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, intuition, I, you know, being a physical therapist, we strengthen our muscles. We learn to lengthen and tighten them to expand or to contract. Well, the intuition is like a muscle, too. It needs to be uh, stressed. It needs to be tested so that you can realize and rely on that expertise, rely on that wisdom to be able to guide you to answers. Is this man, this new man I just met, is this a healthy relationship one that's mutually respectful and kind and compassionate or is this the same type of man that I've always been gravitating to um, mm -hmm. that ends up in uh, sadness and tears and all the negative things you wouldn't want and you don't want to listen to your mind because your mind lives in fear your mind is a really is an echo chamber of all the things that you failed all the things you don't want to try something new because it's it's new and it could you could fail worse so they tend to repeat the pattern. That's what your brain wants to do. But mm -hmm. listening to your intuition, it will only guide you to the higher good. It will never turn you down the bad road. Absolutely. Do you think intuition can be learned? Absolutely. I've watched a, a, a few different videos, and one was in a, um, a different country, and they actually took about 8- to 12-year-old kids over a weekend. They were, they were blindfolded. And they only could learn to what was in front of them through intuition. By the end of the weekend, they would put a book in front of them and a drawing pad in front. And without ever seeing the image that was on the book in front of them, they would actually be able to replicate it on the drawing pad. Because wow. your intuition has sight, has insight of all hmm. past, present, and future uh, lives that you're going to live and what you need to be doing and the path you should be on. 
Do you think some people are more intuitive than others because they've been more aware and they practice more often? Everyone is just as intuitive as the other, but you're right. It's a skill set. It's a um, technique that you need to learn and develop. And you can do it in a playful way. You can put a whole bunch of things on the table and cover your eyes and, you know, say, here's a key. He's an apple and some other pencil and mix them all up. Have someone mix them up for you and then put your hand over them, each of them. And then ask your intuition, is this the apple? Yes or no? Feel it. And there's vibratory ways to actually do that are muscle testing ways that um, I show on my Facebook page, The Power Within, Cynthia Mazzaferro. Or in my book that shows you using a pendulum, using a body pendulum, where you stand up, ask yourself questions, and your intuition, yourself, your soul, will give you those answers as well. Wow, that's fantastic. Let's talk about reframing experiences, because two people can go through the same thing. One sees it in a happy, joyful way, and the other sees it completely the opposite. How difficult is it to do to really learn how to train yourself to interpret something in a skillful, uh, positive way? I don't think it's hard at all. And But what I want to preface what you're saying, which is a great question, thank you for asking that, uh-huh. is is your perception of why you're looking at it differently is because how you were impacted from your childhood. It's also aligned with what you're supposed to be learning as a spirit, as a soul. So the way you look at something, Brian, the way I look at something is because we're both coming from a different past of how it was impacting us. It's just like my four sisters. We all have different perceptions of the same divorce but we have different perceptions based on our age, how it affected us, and also what's aligned with our soul's lesson in this physical life. Yeah. So, um, so reframing it to add the, to answer the second part of your question, to reframing it, it's really not hard once you know that the way you see it is the way you had learned to see it. And once you can clearly identify and articulate that, which is in that first third of the book I talked about, then you can then say oh, this is my mind playing with me, making me see it this way. So now I can choose not to. I'll give you a really quick example, if I could. I'm walking down the sidewalk with my husband and two adult sons. They were in their 20s. And they were, the three of them were in front of me walking down the sidewalk. And they're laughing. And I was behind them. Now, all of a sudden, I get a, a thought that comes to my mind. What do you think I thought of? Are they talking about you? <laughs> no, well, no, because that's not aligned with how I was impacted as a child. But it could okay. have been for someone else. I was like, well, that's pretty rude of them. They discarded me. They put me behind them. Oh. They don't even have any consideration for, I'm back here. Why didn't they go two to two? So who, now do you think they were making me feel this way? No. No. I was making myself feel this way because this is my repetition past of how I keep looking at things or could Mm. choose to look at things. And so I'm empowering myself. Yay, Cindy, that's not a true statement. This is that repatterning of thought. And now I get to choose, do I have the same response of feeling bad for myself, being rejected, or can I say, how wonderful, I didn't have a father. My two sons have a wonderful father. Look at them having a great time up there. Now I can say nothing. Or I can choose to have an action. I'm decided in that situation. It's a true situation. I choose to jump on top of the three shoulders with my arms, kind of like a gorilla hugging them. Say, hey, guys, you look like you're having a lot of fun. I'd love to hear what you're laughing about. Can we go two on two or can we sit at the next bench and let's have a conversation all together? Nothing negative, no blaming, no making anyone feel bad. And I turn that negative thought that I was the only one that perceived 
Mm. And I reframed my action. So, you know, we have we have typically an action, which is usually the same action that we always have, okay? That's cause yeah. and effect. You can choose to have a different action, a reaction, okay, that's going to be more positive outcome base you're going to feel differently and you're going to get a different result because you changed the way you interacted with it absolutely let's talk about self-love and self-acceptance obviously these are very important topics some people are much better at doing this than others and i'd love to talk about specific strategies that we can do to be more like this i think learning how to say no might be one uh realizing that it's okay to not be okay all the time i suppose is another what do you think about that those are great, two great ones. Yes, saying no is really important. Another part of that would be setting up boundaries. Um, also, not taking care of everyone else's business. It's not your business. Stay out of it. Um, you know, so often human nature is I want to help others. And if you help them, it's ultimately their decision what to do with your information. Then you feel rejected. They didn't use it. You're, it's not your job to solve their problems what you should do and what i encourage in my book is to empower them to know they can make healthy the right decisions for themselves and staying out of other people's business is really good doesn't mean you can't be empathetic and loving but don't take on their trauma their um you know dysfunction as we what we call it their right. their problems and um yeah, that's really, really important. So setting boundaries, saying no, even no in a playful way. And if that's a hard thing for you to do, setting up, say no, as Brian said, and a lot of people that is, you know, say no for fun things, you know. Um, maybe your husband wants to go take you out to Chili's for, for supper, and you really want to go to Longhorns. Just say, you know what, sweetie, I'd rather not tonight. I would like to do Longhorns. You picked the restaurant last night, last time. This one's mine. And that's a playful way to say no, but it allows you to exert yourself that you're important and you can choose to make that determination. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I can't believe how fast this is going. This <laughs> show is going so fast and we're having such fun. I am with Cynthia Mezzafaro and her book is called Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for Happy and Healthy Life. And of course, you can get that on Amazon. You can get that in Barnes and Noble. You can get that everywhere in a brick and mortar store. And I would encourage you to go out there and get it because it really is absolutely fantastic. And we would come back from the break. We will talk about emotional fitness. That's a term that people just don't throw around. But Cynthia does talk about this in her book. And we will ask her what this means. And we will explore so much more as we come down the stretch. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will come right back. Please stay with us. And what a great topic. We'll be right back very shortly. Thank you for joining us. We'll be out back on the other side. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. 
With a sleep band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your sleep band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. National Ice Cream Month, as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Svenapalatine ganglia neuralgia. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cynthia Mazzaferro, and her book is called Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for Happy and Healthy Life. And you talk about emotional fitness. That's not a term you hear thrown around every day, but you do talk about this. Tell us what you think emotional fitness is for you. To me, it's so important. It's really a pivotal point in our health and our mental health, emotional health, um, our life, health, everything. Because, again, it comes down to your perception of something. You know, someone calls, you answer one phone call, you can be really angry and upset. Ten more minutes later, you have a different phone call and you're having a different emotional response. We all know what it looks like when you look at someone and they're in distress, they're crying. You are seeing a response that's happening to them. And everything that's happened to you in your past Believe it or not, there's an emotional energy to it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're a volcano. And you, we tend to suppress our emotions. How often have people asked you, Brian, how do you feel? And maybe you feel crappy, but you still say great. Yeah. It depends on who I'm talking to. If that person's in my inner circle, I'll answer the question honestly. But for everyone else, it's I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Because what we don't, we've been taught since an infant, when you're starting to cry, what do they say? Oh, don't cry. If a child's having a temper tantrum or, you know, feeling frustrated, you know, go stand up there. I'll talk to you when you can talk better. But we, we're taught not to share our emotions. We're taught not to share our, our feelings and, and, and how we're experiencing that situation. And so what happens is we suppress and repetitively, usually that same um, problem that we t- take on and hold on to our whole life, we tend to suppress our emotions around it. So we are this volcano waiting and simmering. These simmering embers are within our body and they actually take up residence somewhere. So if you're a person that feels powerless, very many people dominate your life. You have 
controlling parents, you have controlling siblings, you have a controlling boss, you have a controlling husband, or spouse, or partner, whatever the word is, um, you probably feel powerless. You probably feel that you are this timid little mouse who's fly on the wall, and you're going to have those embers, the emotional residue, residing in your solar plexus, which is your midriff area. That is a specific area in your body that is your power station. And so you're going to tend to have problems there. You might have indigestion problems. You might have hernia. You might have irritable bowel syndrome because you feel totally powerless in your life. And it's affecting um, your physicality. And so by learning to understand this self-discovery that I help you through in the book, through exercises and, and um, techniques, you discover this self-impression that you've taken on and how it's showing up physically in your life. Um, so it's very important. And, you know, going on, I, I know you were going to ask, I think, something about this metaphysical connection to emotion and body, yeah. um, mind-body relationship. <clears throat> so, for example, every part of your body... I have in this book of mine on page 200 to 202, I believe it is, um, different things. So if you have shoulder problems, it's because you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I have had so many clients, like say they might be the oldest child in a family. They've been taught to take care of all their children and their younger siblings. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. Mm -hmm. I was going to cough. Um, so they have been taught since early on, take care of all your children. I was at an airport and I saw two sisters and they were in their 50s and 60s. And the older sister said, oh, don't forget to check your you know, label on your suitcase to make sure it's your name. And then the 50-something-year-old the woman looked at me like, oh, she's still bothering me, you know, still mm -hmm. acting like I'm five years old. And I said, well, why don't you stand up and say something? Like, stop worrying about me. You know, you're, you don't need to do it anymore. But we, we, some people take on responsibilities, and we wear them differently in our body. And so understanding where you are in the, your personal understanding of who you are can truly make a difference of yeah. how you interact. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So let's talk about meditation. I know this is a huge part of what you do, and there's probably no one right way to do this, but do you have suggestions, strategies, and exercises that, that might steer us in the right direction if we've not done this or have not experienced meditation very much before? I like to help people that are beginning on meditation to think of it as just a quieting, um, to get into quieting space, where you're not thinking about the chores to do, what's happened three minutes ago, what you have to do after your 10-minute meditation, just to be present and quiet at that time frame. And it's really not that hard if you can just breathe. The number one thing to any meditation, no matter any type of meditation you do, is breath work. Mm. And so for anyone that's listening, I encourage you just to... Breathe in. We can just take a second here to just go through a little exercise. Sure. Breathe in through your nose. And you're filling up your diaphragm, your, your rib cage area, filling up this like balloon, envision that, and then you're breathing out. And when you breathe out, de-stress. And make it audible. You want to be noisy on the exhalation. And you're allowing all the stress to leave you, the frustrations, your... Um, insecurities, whatever is negative that you're experiencing, let it go out into the, the universe, the air beyond you. And breathing in again and breathing out. Your breath work should be one breath in and 
five times as long on the breath out. You don't even have to tell yourself to breathe in again. Your body will never let you suffocate. Your mind, your automatic um, nervous system will automatically breathe for you. So people think they have to breathe quickly, and you don't. You might take a breath in, and you might not breathe again for a minute and a half because you are going to do a nice, slow exhalation, relieving stress, quieting your mind, and then making yourself aware of uh, a perception of your soul, perception of this intuition we talked about, of inner knowing, of inner insight. And to, you know, I do a thing in the third, the last third of the book where there's a meditation. I actually gave you three meditations free in the book, audios, and there's a link to get them all, as well as a workbook to write in the workbook. Um, that all comes in the first part of the book that you can act, have access to. And the last meditation I give you is giving yourself the ability to download from the higher universe. So if you have a belief in uh, a creator, God, whatever the word you use, it allows this um, channel to occur where you might have a question, say, should I take this job? And you'll allow yourself to have this quiet time, this meditative time, and you'll start to write, and you're writing from your soul, not from your mind. It's just amazing the results that you get from it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's great. So let's talk about your coaching program. We've got probably about six minutes or so until the end. So tell us a little bit about your coaching practice and, and what you do and uh, maybe who your ideal client is. I actually love to work with everyone, any t different type of client, no matter where you are in the spectrum of spiritual growth. Um, that's really irrelevant. If you're willing to and have a desire to change some aspect of yourself, not because you're deficient, but because you want to be more accepting of yourself and love who you are, as well as aspire to some grandiose idea, your vision, your goal, that's awesome too. I love all of those clients. Um, but you have to be willing to want to um, make the empower yourself to take the personal responsibility to create this success in your life, this over happiness, wealth, everything. Um, so, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can email me at info at Cynthia C Y N T H I A. My last name Mazzaferro M A Z Z as in zebra A F E R R O dot com, and you can go to my my um website and contact me through that as well cynthiamezzaferro.com so I'd love to reach out to you and anybody that calls me let me know that you heard from Brian Wright's show I'd be happy to even give you a discount and we could have a complimentary call and see if it's a right fit for us fantastic so we're getting closer to the end so let me ask you a couple of fun questions what do you think your superpower is what do you think you do better than anyone else I am an inspirator and a healer. I've known it since I've day one from my birth. I even did an in vitro um, rebirth life, and I knew in, in utero that my hands were very special. I am a healer, and I love to inspire people. It's what I do, and I just can't do anything better than that. Fantastic. Influential books and mentors? Um, books. Um, when I was very young, I loved Celestial Pro Prophecy, and it's a lot about this... Um, inner work and um, how we interact with our universe. Fantastic. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Oh my goodness. Um, hydroplaning. Being pulled behind a plane with the plane I was in had no engine and um, of course it had a pilot. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, doing 360, 720s, all these things and being upside down. That was pretty scary but it was amazing and very um, empowering. Awesome. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell her? 
you are amazing. You are, there are no limits. And that, um, yeah, don't limit yourself. Everyone that's listening, you are so powerful. You are beyond what you can even envision. And it's an amazing life when you actually see that within yourself. Great. And the question I ask everyone toward the end, who inspires and motivates you? I love Mother Teresa because her life is so simple in the sense that she is the most rich woman in the world to just to give out the love, unconditional love within herself and to others. And there is no greater gift that we all need to give each other is our, our own love towards ourselves and to others. Fantastic. And once again, how can we find your book and how can we reach out to you? Again, um, my website is CynthiaMazzaferro.com. Um, you can reach out to me there. My book's available anywhere. Again, it's Powerful Beyond Measure, Three Steps to Claim Your Power Within for a Happy and Healthy Life. And you will, I promise you, transform your life if you get this book. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself right now. Great. Last parting thought, Cynthia? I hope all that are listening to this radio show realize, no matter where you are in your life, good, bad, and different, that you are amazing, your spirit is here for a reason, and that you can touch the world that is specific to you, have amazing gifts, and um, just to see and be open to receiving those gifts and sharing them with the world. I love that. How do you want to be remembered? As someone that brought joy to so many by empowering you, I can't do your work. You can't do it, Brian, for them. Your show offers so much insight for people. But we have to remember, we can lead the horse to water. We can't make them drink. And anyone that's listening to your show, it's up to you to make the difference. You have a choice. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's been really a pleasure. Yeah, it's been fun having you here, too. And thank all of you for listening this week. My very special guest has been Cynthia Mazzaferro. Get her book and join us next Monday at 6 Eastern, where I interview another world-class expert, learn about their journey, what they overcame, and the secrets to how they achieved and then the things that we can learn from them. Thank you all for joining us. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to